0: play the fucking intro
1: This is Dustin and this is Eric and this is SLC Punkcast. This is episode 117. Thank you for joining us yet again. A lot of cool bands. We got an interview on this episode. I did an interview last week. Uh, We'll get to that here in just a moment, but uh, you're in store for some protagonists. So we'll get there in just a second. Eric, a lot of cool new stuff coming out. List seems to be getting longer. Seemed like it was a little bit shorter for a couple weeks. Yeah,
0: for a while it seemed to be half as long as this one.
1: Right. uh, I guess I'm just coming across a lot more. Maybe there's just more releases. I don't know. But if there's stuff we missed, definitely uh, forward it on here because I'm sure there's plenty of stuff that gets missed, unfortunately. But there's so much, which is a good thing. It's not a bad problem to have. But this is SLC Punkcast. We are a punk rock review and interview show. Thank you for joining. Coming up, our... New anyway. New and coming up. So Denim, D-E-N-M, came out with Endless Summer EP. It was on September 6th. Teenage Hearts with the EP Teenage Hearts on September 7th. That's a cool one. Going to play a track on one of the coming episodes. Uh, Power Alone with Something Real. It's a single. It's off an upcoming album on Indecision Records. That came out on September 8th. C-U-I-R, their French band, French individual uh, albums called Single Single. It's a couple tracks. Came out September 9th. Tinseltown Rebellion with Blood, Sweat, and Beers LP September 10th. Safe Face split with Graduating Life on September 13th. School Drugs, Modern Medicine. Was listening to that one too. I'm going to play something off that in a coming up uh, episode. I liked it. It was pretty cool. Uh, that was September 13th. Tiger Army with Retro Future on September 13th. Still haven't come across listening to that. I need to. Uh, I was looking forward to it and I missed it so far so I need to get on there Subhumans released the Crisis Point LP September 13th I had been talking about they had the split EP with the restarts uh, and that's just one track apiece and it's actually a track that's off of Crisis Point restarts have their LP coming out next month Brutality Will Prevail is coming out with Misery Sequence or they did on September 13th Microwave came out with Death Is a warm blanket on September 13th. Russian ska band Suspense Heroes Syndicate came out with the Mary 7 Inch on September 14th. Numbskulls came out with Jagged Rocks on September 14th. Marco Bruiser came out with From Another Time on September 14th. Bagari. It's French, or I believe it's a French band. Maybe I'm saying it right. You never know. Bagari. There you go, I like like it. it. They had a demo coming out September 15th. Never learn with We Want More on September 18th. Snuff with There's a Lot About Lot of It About on September 20th. Hangman with one by one September 20th. Blink 182 has nine coming out on September 20th. See you Space Cowboy with the correlation between entrance and exit wounds on September 27th. Stone Lions with necking on and kicking off September 27th. And finally on this list anyway. No parents with the Middle Ground EP on September twenty seventh. Eric, any of those you're looking forward to? We talked
0: about that Tiger Army one previously. Have you had a chance to hear it? No, not yet. I actually, as soon as I saw it on the list, I'm like, okay, let me just put that on my Apple Music so I can see it. Right so now, I know it's there. Uh, but a couple others I'm gonna try and check out is I want to check out the new Numbskulls. Okay, because base, just based on the name alone, it just looks <laughs> they look like they could be fun. Also, I want to see what a C U I R is all about. Uh, did you say that that was like a one man project thing?
1: Yeah, so Coupe George or Coupe Gorge. It's French, so I'm pronouncing it incorrectly, I'm sure.
0: So would be George. Yes.
1: <laughs> it's singer in that band's doing like a, a solo thing, and that's what this is. And, and so it's kind of cool. It's kind of a, a punk meets new wave meets. Uh, I don't know what. you have to check <laughs> it out, though. So this yeah. is a. Uh, that's single single he released, Demo, 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 earlier this year, a couple months back. So, yeah, definitely check check it out. It's a unique sound for sure. Well, I like uniqueness. Yes. Uh, I think you should check out The Never Learn. We want more. I heard a track pretty good. I think that might be right up your alley. And then uh, Hangman, I heard a little bit earlier today. Definitely want to check out a little more of that because that's coming out this week on Friday. The One by One. And the last time... When Sea Space Cowboy had a release, it was pretty good. So that one's probably gonna be worth checking out as well. If there's anything we missed, because I know there is, uh, I just it just happens. Uh, let us this, know, we'll get
0: it on the list. This isn't even a tenth of the new albums that came out this week. All uh, right, <laughs> but these all hit the radar. Hopefully, there's uh, some that are on yours. Put them on
1: ours. Eric, let's jump into some music, though. Enough with me talking, anyway. Uh,
0: tell us about what you picked and uh, why. Well, I picked the uh, latest from seminal skate punk band from Santa Cruz, Good Riddance. Yes. That's a good band there. Yeah, they are a great band. They've never let up on their style, on their attitude. Every album they put out just seems to be as good, if not better, than the last one. And honestly, I forgot that this came out like uh, this year. I yeah. The last album I heard was the, uh, I believe it was Peace In Our Time, which came out in 2015. And... Solid record, solid skate punk sound, you know, really short songs, melodic, and Russ just loves to just loves to spout out on whatever he's mad about or whatever's bothering him. And the same could go for uh, this new record that came out. And I picked a, I picked two, uh, honestly because one of them is really short. It's about 45, 50 seconds long, so we can get through that. And I picked another one, uh, Lo Que Sucede, which is the first song, I read this up on... Uh, on uh, Genius, the website Genius, when I was looking at the lyrics, and half of it is written in Spanish. Wow! And Russ Rankin was actually saying he wanted to push himself to write something in Spanish because uh, the Spanish language and punk music just makes it sound more aggressive, and that is true. I'm hearing punk bands from like uh, uh, Latin America, you know, Mexico, uh, Colombia, or wherever, and also from Spain, and yeah, the Spanish, uh, the Spanish draw really has its own aggression. <laughs> so. <laughs> So, yeah, I have to agree with him on that. And coming from uh, Rankin himself, it really kind of, it, you really d- knows his shit. He, uh, what's the word I'm trying to look for? It's aggressive, and coming it's coming from an American singing Spanish music, and he does a good job with it. Excellent. Well, let's, uh, let's listen to the first one. First up, you have
1: that 45-second track, Rapture.
0: Yes, Rapture.
1: <laughs> so
0: this one is "Lo Que Sucede," and actually, I had the lyrics translated. I found them on found them online, and the lyrics are as I as I suspected, dealing with the uh, a lot of the inequities that we are seeing today with our uh, neighbors to the south. So a lot of uh, stuff about tearing down walls, about how borders are dividing us as people, just because someone's coming from a different country, we see them differently. And that's just not the way it's got to be. They are different people, but they're not bad people, right? And that's what he's trying to convey in these lyrics. And that's another another thing that makes it interesting why it's sung in Spanish as well. Right. (laughs) Which I believe it translates into uh, what happens now or what happens next. Oh, cool. One thing I want to point out
1: about the band uh, is that that these guys all, you know, they've been together for since the early 90s. But they all play, they do something else too. So Russ does solo and in the band Only Crime. Chuck plays in Fast Asleep. Sean and Luke both play in Outly. And Sean also plays in Authority Zero. So busy dudes, uh, you know, been playing together for since 90s so they're coming up oh, yeah. into 30 years playing as good riddance
0: <laughs> it's pretty impressive yeah it's amazing and with all the albums they've been putting out it's amazing they haven't slowed down both in and style and in uh just general lifestyle <laughs> right yeah they have to be getting up there in age but they're uh, still out there kicking ass i like right. it well that's the straight edge mentality i guess because I mean, if Russ doesn't uh, party or do drugs anymore, then he's got free time on his hands. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and the energy. Got to keep up that energy. <laughs> well, the album Thoughts and Prayers came out July 19th of this year.
1: Go check it out. It's a good pick. Uh, the new track I picked for this episode, the band's called Hello Rebellion. Uh, you can find these guys on uh, Hardcore Worldwide. I don't know why my mind drew a blank. Anyway, Uh <laughs> They have other releases. This is a, a release you can find on YouTube on Hardcore Worldwide. You can find it on Spotify right now. Uh, they're from Norway. The track is called NWA, which is Norwegians with Attitude.
0: So not the NWA you're thinking of. Absolutely. <laughs> uh,
1: I heard it, and super cool, man. It was just released September 7th, so a pretty new track. Definitely check this one out. It's pretty sweet. Uh, I think you'll like it. Have you heard of Hell of Rebellion yet? No way have not. I think you might enjoy this. Well, we're going to find out here momentarily.
0: just gonna be the whole song.
1: As the song winds down, I'm going to point out, I think the vocalist similarities in the sound and the delivery to Johnny Disaster, friend of the show from Cry Havoc. Uh, I like that band. What are you thinking of this band?
0: I'm loving it. They're all over the place, right? <laughs> A lot of blast beats, which I'm pretty impressed by.
1: Uh, it was like pretty awesome. just... <laughs> that was pretty awesome. That, I was pretty impressed. First time I'd heard them, too, was September 7th when that was released on hardcore worldwide and they have other music that's been released too so definitely go check it out uh i'm looking forward to getting into that back catalog or you know the the tracks they've released (laughs) and and checking those out so check out uh norwegian
0: hard pumpkin rollers hello rebellion hello rebellion crazy scandinavian dudes (laughs) from a gang called norwegians with attitude (laughs) that's right all right let's do some (laughs) older lesser known tracks
1: Uh, We're going to be getting to an interview I did with Pete, a protagonist that's coming up here before too long. But first, we're going to talk about a few more bands.
0: Uh, Eric, older, lesser known band. All right. I picked up uh, a band I've been trying to talk about for the show for a while, but other stuff kept coming up. But now is my chance. I'm going to talk about the band Cross Me from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. There's been a surge of a... Uh, Midwestern hardcore coming out in the last uh, five to uh, ten years, and Cross Me came out on a bit more of that uh, uh, grimier thrasher side. So, kind of in the same realm as like a Power Trip, and um, I can't think of the can't think of the name right now. But another thrashcore band, and that they try to keep their sound a little money. Uh, muddy, and that it sounds like it's coming from the depths of the underworld. It's got a very hellish overture about it in the vocals and in the sound, but it's also very short, very, uh, very to the point, and just guttural. And I'm really enjoying it. And this one, this one kind of, uh, kind of swept through the hardcore scene for a couple years, and Cross Me kind of faded into obscurity. And released another EP that uh, was a bit more polished and. Not as good in my opinion, but <laughs> have yet to see them come out with uh, something else? I managed to see them twice or no not not twice once. It was once in Arizona, but I almost got to see them twice. <laughs> but uh, I think I had a show the first time I saw them so <laughs> but it's oh yeah, duty calls, but I saw them in Arizona and just a short 20 minute set and just chaos the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> their music their music just does that to you
1: <laughs> well let's check it out it's this warrior spirit off of paid in full ep came
0: out in 2014 got a bit of a shelf life to it already <laughs>
1: cross me on bridge nine records
0: oh it's a cool record label Damn. i like them then you got a lot of heavy hitters up there yes <laughs> pun intended i will say that i <laughs> love right. that band inspiration to me as well
1: they're a cool band i'm glad you picked them uh, i'm glad that the Miss midwestern hardcore is, is growing
0: yeah hopefully they can come back
1: i'd like to see more from them Right here, playing in the background, we're gonna play a couple tracks like I did the last episode from that Spaghetti Town Records compilation, Down South Spaghetti Accident. This is a trash punk band from Richmond, Virginia. The Sick Bags. This track's called, If You Can't Join Them, Beat Them Up. <laughs> records or spaghetti town records rather from Atlanta that bands from Virginia this one's from Chicago also on the same compilation compilation came out February 15th of this year again it's called down south spaghetti accident compilation go check out Teddy spaghetti this band right here though is criminal kids again from Chicago this tracks called run for the police That kind of old rock and roll element, especially with the added piano in there, (laughs) different different sound.
0: It's definitely got its own sound to them, right? Was trying to find the lyrics because I want to know what a song like "Run the for Run for the Police." I I want to know what the angle is about that.
1: Run before the police, but they're they're using that uh, you know, for ah, run Uh, for the police. Yes, run for the police, come. But they mean before ah. All right, this right here is Harrington Saints. They're gonna be here in Salt Lake City on September 28th, the day after Rancid's gonna be in town. Anybody here in Salt Lake get out and see Harrington Saints. One of my favorite bands all time. Love these guys. They're gonna be in San Diego too on September 27th at the Till 2 Club. This track is called State of Emergency. Was released May 10th of this year on 1,000 pounds of oil. 1,000 pounds. 1,000 pounds. Go see them live and you'll figure out why they're 1,000 pounds of oil. this has ever happened back-to-back songs with pianos in it on the show right i don't think it has either <laughs> i don't know that it'll ever happen again but i will say that the piano element in bull tracks fantastic i liked it bring back the piano punks right <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of it in there yes so harrington saints they're gonna be here on september 28th at in the venue get to that show they're going to be awesome. Yes, uh, I've been indeed. waiting to see them. I'm so happy they're going to be here. I'm going to get to see them again a couple weeks after that because they're also going to be playing Rock the Ship on October 18th in Oakland, Uh four-day festival of sorts. Uh, tons of great bands going through uh, on Rock the Ship, a lot of great Pirates press bands. Again, that album, Thousand Pounds of Oi. if you're in Salt Lake or anywhere near, get to that show because these guys are a Bay Area band. They're going to be down in San Diego, so... That's not very close to the Bay Area, too. So on the day before, September 27th, get to the Till 2 Club in San Diego. And it's the first time going to be in San Diego ever, so that's pretty sweet if you're in San Diego. But get out here, Salt Lake, go see Harrington Saints doing those two shows, plus the Rock the Ship show. That was State of Emergency. Uh, if you want to check out interviews, I've done a couple interviews with Daryl. Uh, episode 35.5 back in February of 18, and episode 95 earlier this year in April. So go check those interviews out if you enjoy Harrington Saints, get to a show. Let's do some great cover-to-cover albums.
0: First up, Eric, what do you got? Okay, I got the, <clears throat> the final album that was released by Seminole Reno Hardcore slash Punk Rock Band, 7 Seconds. As most of you know, Seven Seconds uh, called it quits last year, right before they were supposed to play PRB. I remember that, because I had tickets to their show, and then they uh, called it off. Because oh. I think it had something to do with their drummer. He was undergoing back surgery for, like, uh, I think it was the second or third time. Ooh, that's and he was going to be out of commission for a while, and I guess they all just saw it, looked at it and said, you know what, maybe this is time that we just have to stop, because... <laughs> We don't want to put our drummer in harm's way anymore, and I guess they just, I mean, they've been a band since 1981, I think, or no, start 1980, and I feel like they've just said everything they needed to say as a band, and also Kevin Seconds, he's got his own acoustic stuff going on, sure. which, is, which is good as well, and that's what's keeping him going, it's keeping him happy, but unfortunately we're not going to see Seven Seconds coming back anytime soon, and this was the last album they put out. It was like a, about, just over five years ago, in uh, 2014. It was called "Leave a Light On," which, looking back on it now, is kind of a fitting tr- album title. Right. I mean, I didn't think they. Maybe they thought this would probably be their last album, but who knows? <laughs> but yeah, definitely a different sound, especially considering, uh, you know, when they started, they were just a cut and dry, fast 80s hardcore band, songs 30 seconds to a minute long. And you know, as they progressed and got got more uh, got more of a different sound going, you had a, they had elements of skate punk coming in, a bit more of like a melodic hardcore side to it, and and they released albums right up until two thousand five, and then they t- kind of took a break from making albums and making music, and then they came back again nine years later and released this one, Leave a Light On, which is honestly an underrated album. It doesn't get a lot of praise, but a lot of great songs on there a lot of bangers a lot of uh, catchy tunes on there and you know a lot of a lot of great messages a lot of the same style the posse hardcore vibe and uh, themes of unity themes of uh coming together, anti racism anti sexism all that all that stuff that Second, 7 seconds is known for and you see it all you see it all in here also a bit of an element that comes in too is the uh, age <laughs> And like I said, this was uh, you know thirty-four years after they <laughs> formed as a band, and I think the first song, kind of is a uh, uh, that we're gonna play here, "Upgrade Everything," is talking about how the evolution of uh, punk rock has kind of gone through the years, and people are bitching, "Oh, it's not the same anymore." Oh well, it's uh, it just upgrades, right? <laughs> You know, like everything else, as we go along, we try to upgrade everything. And I think that's what comes across in this next song here.
1: <laughs> well, let's check it out, and uh, I'm gonna point out it might not have got a lot of praise maybe previously, but on this show it now has hasn't indeed. You get so personal,
2: because you're not in control. It's-
1: Next up is going to be "Heads Are Bound to Roll." Tell me about it.
0: Heads are bound to roll. Uh, kind of going in the same direction as uh, being uh, uh, being old punk rockers, but kind of still t- kind of still sticking true to their roots. Because if you're uh, if you were in it, then you never really get out of it. <laughs> right. Because it does, doesn't pers- personally. I mean, it changed my life, changed my view on how I view certain things. And, yeah, certain people will say, yeah, it's not the same as how it used to be. Well, yeah, in some respects, it is. <laughs> it, well, it isn't. Uh, but what it does in Heads are Bound to Roll, uh, Kevin is kind of portraying here that, you know, in the fact that everyone's being negative about how the scene isn't as how it used to be, we're kind of distracting ourselves from trying to make it better. Because back then, he was, he's saying, like, back then, we were all a community. We all fought for a f- common cause. But now that it's uh, bigger, you know, everyone's a little more dispersed and it's kind of hard to get everyone rallying together, which kind of is how it goes with, uh, with genres that take off like punk music has. Right.
1: Well, let's check out Heads Are Bound to Roll. I had a dream I was up in space.
0: Seven seconds. It's amazing that Kevin's voice has stayed pretty much the same, right? The entire time. Like it's just <laughs> stayed that uh that kind of high-pitched nasally semi-melodic. <laughs> That's awesome. And I love it. Right up till the end. All right, now it's time
1: for the band to interview with uh did an interview with Pete Marulo. It's coming up here in just a moment. First we're going to play a track off of the album. So Protagonist put out the album The Chronicle 10 years ago it was April 12th of 09. So this album's 10 years old fantastic album. We talk about the artwork and uh, the album and interview. Uh, really check it out. The, the track we're gonna play uh, was co-written with the Greg Boyle of The Boyles. That's why it's called From Florida to Philadelphia. The band's originally from Florida. Though so now when you hear the interview you'll hear that they're all spread out all over the place. Uh, pretty amazing. The band's been together 20 years and without further ado off of the album The Chronicle. Let's play From Florida to Philadelphia. <laughs> What is that, a tour log? (laughs) Right? Chronicle, check it out, interview now. Joining me now from the band Protagonist, Pete. Hey, what's up? How you doing? I'm great. Thank you for joining. Are you, so the band's from Florida. Are you guys, you specifically from Boca Raton? Because I've noticed too, currently located for your band is multiple locations. So where are you at specifically?
3: I'm specifically located uh, in the Boston area. Okay. In fact, just about 10, 15 minutes north of Boston in a town called Saugus, Massachusetts.
1: Wow. So the band is even more spread out than I even thought. So tell me uh, who's in the band. I- I'm talking to you, Pete, but who else is in the band? Who's not able to join today?
3: My uh, my brother, John, plays guitar. He is located in San Francisco. And then the rest of the members are my best friends. So we got Brian Forrest, who lives in Gainesville. We have Kyle McDougall, who just relocated from Chicago back down to our home Hometown area. He's in the Fort Lauderdale area, and then we have Jeff Berman, who is our bass player, who currently resides in Los Angeles, California.
1: You are very spread out, but at least you guys are all coastal. You could take a boat to see each other. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's great. Uh, So, what is it like for the band? You know, the band's been around for 20 years now. As of this year, you guys started in 1999, so you've been a band for 20 years. Uh, celebrating a 10-year anniversary of your your LP, the Chronicle. What's it like for the band to get together to try to put music together to play shows? Or what are you guys doing? How's that work since you guys are so spread out?
3: Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely logistical, uh, like logistically uh, messy, I guess you could say. But, you know, I mean, we've done this so long. And, like, you know, my brother, I'm in the band with my brother, so it's, like, the band's sort of almost, like, a little bit bigger than itself in those terms. You know, me and my brother recently just had a songwriting session. He flew out here to Massachusetts, and we worked on songs for about a week. Um, The guys came here back in uh, the end of the fall in 2018, and we worked out a bunch of stuff, so... I mean, I think when you do something as long as we've been doing protagonists and as long as you know as long as protagonist has been around, it's definitely special getting together, whether it's like you know rehearsing or if we're getting together to do a tour or some shows. And I think everybody in the band recognizes that fact, and we all sort of pitch in our resources. to to make it all happen, to make it work.
1: To kind of recap the history of the band, as far as your your musical releases go, you put out the Unity Clause. It appears, is that a single that was put out in 2003?
3: Yeah, yeah. the Unity Clause is a single off of our debut LP, which is called Hope and Rage. Okay. And that was put out by the folks at Blackout Records. Okay. Back when Blackout kind of had a resurge in the early 2000s. So that was our sort of big, uh, our big entrance or explosion onto the uh, outside of you know South Florida and our sort of normal hometown scene. And that carried us through until uh, 2006, we released an EP called Reasoning with Time. And I feel like that's sort of the oddball in our discography. Uh, it was intended to be a split with a band from Texas called Burnwood Vines, but they had disbanded and uh, Blackout decided that they didn't want to put it out. So I sort of pulled resources with a friend in South Florida, and he was making a shit ton of money valing cars in Boca tone and was stockpiling his tips and amassed amount of money to put out a release. So we put out the release on a label. It's the only release that ever came out on that label on Stakeout Records. So then we released The Chronicle in Paper and Plastic back in 2009. We released States in 2011, Jean Jackets in June in 2015. And uh, now we've been releasing some singles sort of in support of, you know, the celebrating the 10-year anniversary
0: of The Chronicle.
1: Which is cool. And, you know, for your band, it might be a good way to put out music together. You know, it might be tough to get everybody together to write Uh, a full length worth, uh, those three EPs that you had, all were five track EPs, so it might even be tough to do five all at one time to to write and record, or it could be a long period, but to do some singles might not take as long.
3: Yeah, and you know, I mean, we, uh, we sort of always have those kind of Big Hungry Eyes when it comes to writing songs and recording. Sure. Like, we have some songs that'll be on this, on an upcoming record that we're almost finished writing that have been in existence for actually a, about a decade now. Wow. And then, um, you know, we ended up recording two EPs, one of which was States that we recorded with Stephen Edgerton of, from The Descendants and All, of course. And then... Jean Jackets in June. we recorded recording with uh, Pete Steinkall from the Bouncing Souls at awesome. his studio in Raspberry uh, Park. And like putting together those releases, like it was always easier to sort of fine tune five songs as opposed to like the ten or twelve that normally ends up on a record. Sure. But um, I'm definitely you know, we're gonna put out. These singles that we're releasing now, The Killing Fields, The Lost, grouping those together with some acoustic songs we did. We did a batch of covers when we recorded The Chronicle, and that's all going to come out on a release uh, via paper and plastic probably November-ish. So that's like something that we're pretty pumped about because those are songs that we've had. I think some of them we had 18 18 19 years now and they've never properly seen the light of day So i'm pretty pumped that we put them out and they're getting a, a good response Because it's kind of nerve-wracking when you put out a song that you wrote in high school And <laughs> like you don't know how it's going to go over but sure to, to a lot of people They're just hearing it as a new protagonist. song. They're not really Interpreting it as a b-side or an old song and that's I think that's really
1: cool. That is uh, killing fields just came out in july uh, that was cool. You can check that out. Spotify, Generation Lost. You guys, it looks like. Uh, is it, do you have a video with that?
3: Um, no. Like it's like a like kind of like a YouTube. You know, one of those videos <laughs> But no, no, like proper video.
1: Oh, gotcha. I've seen that. I think did you guys just maybe today or yesterday or something like that? Uh, did a pre-release on
3: Except, uh, punk news
1: there you go punk news that's right so punk news uh, if you go check out that right now you can get a, a first listen to generation lost before its official release date which is next friday on the 20th so all of those combined are going to be called fallout from the chronicle right because the chronicle is officially 10 years old as of april 12th
3: yeah and you know the chronicle has its own interesting backstory because we recorded that in the summer of 2007 wow and uh we sat on it for a bit it was recorded during the summer in boca raton and then i went to our old friend eric victor at the creep record studio in pennsylvania and did uh, like a first mix down Okay. And we sent it out to a bunch of labels and kind of in the old school way of, you know, just sort of burning a CD, um, writing a letter and just shotgunning it out to labels. And um, we pressed it ourselves to bring to Japan. We did a tour of Japan in the summer of 2008. That's awesome. And then we're still kind of hoping for, you know, some kind of proper release. And when we saw the announcement from Vinny, from Vinny Fiorello that he was starting that label, you know, I called our guitar player. Brian and just said, I saw that press release, like, that is the label we are meant to put up, you know, put this record out. On. So cool. through kind of a weird, perfect storm, which uh, Brian had moved to Gainesville and had befriended Vinny because Vinny started going into Starbucks that Brian was a barista at and they would just, you know, link up and kind of shoot the shit back and forth. And then um, my friend Ian, uh, Ian's the bass player for Newfound Glory. He was friends with Vinny, and so he helped link us up and help, you know, send the songs his way. And then it all kind of ended up working out over, like, the next year. And then 2009 was what I refer to as, like, a second win for the band. Okay. You know, I think when The Chronicle came out, it, it definitely helped breathe new life and kind of a new energy into the band and what we were doing. So it's, it's all kind of played out in an interesting way tale like it all just I, I feel like it's it's still unraveling and bringing us to cool places and introducing us to new people and uh, and whatnot
1: that's awesome uh before i move on from the chronicle i like the artwork i think the colors book the waves everything that uh, goes really good together and i think it's eye-catching too it's cool artwork
3: you know and quite a few people have mentioned that to me and i think as you know as time has gone on like like you said we're looking back it's 10 years when i see that record artwork whether it's on a a screen or if I'm like filling a mail order and, you know, putting the actual LT into like a record mailer, it just, it really pops. It does. And, like I wish I could take uh, some responsibility for it, but that's all uh, Richard Menino from Horse Bites. He really, uh, he really knocked it out of the park with that
1: one. I did a great job. And it's one of those, uh, I think that artwork, especially on albums, you know, you go back years and years and even some that are even you know more recent, the artwork's probably not going to hold up. You know, people are going to look at it and be like, eh, you know, it's kind of, I guess that was a sign of the times or whatever. But I, I think that one on the Chronicle is going to be fantastic at any point that you look at it. Look yeah,
3: sure, I, I, I appreciate that. Like, I, I, I hope 100 years from now um, a kid is, you know, like some punk kid if, assuming punk exists 100 years from now. I mean, <laughs> I, I hope it stands the, the, the test of time, I guess. Protagonists and SLC got to do – uh, what we tend to make sure it, uh,
1: it survives
3: into the uh, the next hundred years, but right. you know, just a kid discovering that record and discovering that artwork, like I could picture it a hundred years from now, and a kid picking that up somewhere, in whatever form music is played or sold, right. like hopefully having that same kind of reaction to the visuals,
1: you know, exactly. To change gears a little bit, uh, you were kind of talking about you know getting together, Second Wind. Uh, do you guys have you played any shows recently? So your your more recent releases besides the singles were the EPs in 2011, 2015. You guys obviously live on opposite ends of the coast uh, of not the, the coast and then opposite ends of the country. As well. So, is there how often do you guys get together to get to play shows? I'm sure it's fantastic when you do, but it's probably not realistic to get together to do the annual tour, as it were.
3: Yeah, you know, we put out Gene uh, Jackson in June, came out uh, like late
1: 2015.
3: And right when that record came out, we got an offer to go on tour with Newfound Glory. Cool. And, um, you know, so that was the first tour in support of the record. You know, so we don't do, like, full, you know, like, six months out of the year tour <laughs> or anything right. like that. You know, I can't even kind of fathom that. I mean, as much as I would, like, love to just be in a van with my best friends and, and play music, I just can't, like, the reality, I can't picture being in a van that long and, like, and, and doing it, so to speak. Uh, but we definitely always try to nail out some things each year. So, I mean, last year we put more importance on writing, and this year we put more importance on writing because, you know, we want to uh, release a new LP next year.
1: Awesome. That'd so, be great.
3: But, you know, we, we did that tour with Newfound Glory, which was amazing. We did South by Southwest that year. We did, like, a Northeast run The following year, Less Than Jake took us on tour with Red City Radio, and that was as incredible as you could fathom right and you know last year we actually played the shows we played were around members weddings which is pretty wild uh, (laughs) but you know our bass player got married in LA and had a show the night before so like that and our drummer Kyle got married in Chicago so we did a like a big Chicago show which was a blast that's cool um this year we did um a couple shows at South by Southwest with uh Smart Punk Records they did like some showcases down there which was a lot of fun that's great, and uh, and then this year will be our tenth year playing Fest. So we're playing like a handful of shows in uh, Orlando and Gainesville for uh, the Fest, which we took like a two-year break from it. But I am uh, as as nice as it was to hang out in the uh, like the fall of New England and stuff for Halloween. Like it'll be great getting back to uh, getting back to Gainesville for the Fest. I'm really excited. Sure. And to top that off, we're playing a uh. We're playing a full crackle set at all the shows that we're playing down there. So if you're listening and going to be in town and want to hear songs from that record, come out.
1: That's cool. I'm sure it's going to be neat for the band, you know, to to play something like that. I mean, it's not hometown, though it is kind of hometown or was hometown, right? So it's probably cool to, to get to go back and play something big back in Florida as opposed to, you know, the band being spread out now. So hometown anymore, hometown shows are wherever you decide they're going to be i suppose
3: (laughs) yeah hometown shows are a state of mind
1: right (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah
3: i mean it'll be it'll be it'll be great playing down
1: there that'll be cool since the band is spread apart and you guys probably don't get to work as often together as maybe bands that are living in the same city do you or any of the other band members play in other bands on the side
3: oh yeah um our bass player jeff his actually his main band is divided heaven which are la based punk band
1: yeah cool band played them on the show and
3: um oh awesome they uh they're actually on a big tour right now i think it's about a month long tour and uh yeah so i mean jeff's constantly busy with uh, doing divided heaven stuff he put out a great record last year called cold war which is definitely uh Worth checking out if you're listening and haven't heard who he is. I recommend the track 1983 and Love Letter to New York. They're definitely a uh, quote unquote
1: jams, as you call it. Nice, that's awesome.
3: Um, but as far as other members, um, our drummer Kyle, he plays in the band Teenagers. Which again, if you haven't heard them, they're they're a great band. Are they're like our brothers, so they're uh, kind of coexist and we've done tours together. So I basically live with those dudes for uh, a few weeks on end. So, they're, uh, they're a great band as well.
1: That's great. So, does that mean that you're not doing anything and your brother, you guys aren't doing anything on the side, Brian, as well?
3: Um, I mean, I, I have like a couple projects that I'm fooling around with, but nothing that's been um, like nothing that I've played shows with or anything like that.
1: Okay. Is this something um, you're planning on getting to, or you're just kind of feeling out right now where that project's going?
3: Yeah, kind of feeling it out. Like, I have a couple things with friends that I'm kind of fooling around with. Um, I manage bands. You know, when I'm not doing protagonist stuff, I I help other bands. So I help Jeff with Divided Heaven. Um, I help a band up here called Job Creators. Um, a band up here called Disla. So I kind of I, I always keep my ear to the ground and just love being involved in in music.
1: Uh, how do you How do you describe the style of protagonist? And then. You know, is it what you guys listen to individually that kind of gives you that sound, or, you know, is that just the style of music you guys are into? I've noticed that some bands, you just get a variety of guys together. Some guys listen to, you know, you get metal, you get street punk, you get some varieties, and then it just kind of comes out as... As you get it, what what do you describe your sound as and what do you think uh, creates that sound?
3: You know, I, I like to describe it as a melodic punk rock. You know, me and my brother, being that we're brothers and being that we grew up in the same household, um, you know, our parents were always playing music. And we lived in one of those houses that, you know, if my parents, you know, my parents weren't big, like, party people, but they always had, like, awesome stereo equipment and a full record collection my dad would sit with me and my brother and make us mixtapes. My mom would play guitar and she would take me and my brother to guitar lessons and to learn how to play. That's awesome. It it didn't really stick with me, but of course, um, obviously it stuck with my brother. So there's like a kind of an embedded DNA in that sense where, you know, kind of growing up in the same household and being around a lot of the same music and bands. um, It's cool writing songs because a lot of times me and my brother will look at each other and we'll like, reference a song we like and we'll just kinda of be like, I'll be humming something, he'll be strumming guitar and we kinda of look up and stop and just say, you know, one of us looks at the other one and goes like, Blue Ice or Cult and the other one's like,
2: Yeah, all right.
3: <laughs> so, you know, and I think collectively we listen to a lot of the same the same bands and you same music, you know, grew up going to shows together. So we kind of have that the the whole South Florida punk and hardcore scene of the uh, like late nineties and early two thousands like You know, like we're definitely those kids or dudes that grow, you know, quote unquote, grow up and like stop listening to punk. I mean, you know, our tastes definitely have evolved and matured in different ways. But, sure, you know, like mixtapes and stuff that I make or which are now playlists, sadly, but still have a lot of the stuff that would have been on a a mixtape that i would have made in 1999
1: that's awesome being that you guys have been a band for so long but not a full-time band i'm sure you've still played a ton of shows what's uh, a memorable show you've played whether it be for you specifically, you know, on stage or you played with somebody you really enjoyed, name a show. Our record release for Hope and Rage back in 2003 was with
3: the Rollins Band with wow. both, of course, Henry Rollins and Keith Morris doing Black Flag songs that's in support of cool. the West Memphis Three. Um, so that's incredible. And like the other bands on the bill were against all authority, which is um, they right. were sort of a I guess what you would call a mentor band to us. You know, they're of course, like South Florida, like legends, heroes, I mean, punk legends and heroes. And when we put out our first demo, they had us open shows for them th- throughout those years. And South Florida, they were still active. Th- that's a band that, fingers crossed, I-, I really hope they get back together and to at least play a show. But, I, you know, I-, I don't mind saying that I'd be greedy and would want another AAA record.
1: Right, so, I mean, that'd be cool. That,
3: that show sticks out in my head. So many shows over the years, but you know, any of those shows on the Newfound Newfoundland tour or the West and Jake Red City Radio tour were all like, you know, taking mental snapshots from the stage for sure.
1: Right. I mean, both those bands, big bands. Uh, your band's great, but I'm sure that uh, playing in front of those bands, you know, uh, you know, up and coming as it were, uh, getting to play with bands that have been around since, uh, you know early mid nineties, probably really neat to get to see and play in front of people that never heard of you at that point. Right. And then they're like, wow, what a cool band. So I'm sure you had a, a bunch of experiences like that where, you know, first introductions to your band were at, at those shows with those uh, playing with those bands.
3: Yeah. I mean, and for, you know, a, a couple, a couple kids from Florida in a punk band, like it, it doesn't get much better than opening up for those two bands. Right. Know? Like, I mean, Less Than Jake, I've probably seen Less Jake at this point. I mean, we grew up going to their shows and then, you know, being on paper and plastic and, you know, fests and stuff. Like, I've probably seen Less Than Jake over 100 times. And, and that's a wow. band that I just, I never get tired
1: of watching them play. Yeah, they're great. That's that's impressive, over 100 times. That's awesome.
3: Even when I saw them, the last time I watched Less Jake play was uh, the Warp Tour date up here in summer 2018, last summer. It was probably July of 2018. And even that show, I was just watching them play. And and afterwards, I was talking to Vinny, and I was just like, I think that's the best time I've ever seen you play. And he was like, really? And I was like, yeah, I don't know. There's just something about it that it's just like that one hit home the most for me. That's cool. So, yeah, those are definitely uh, memorable show memories for sure.
1: Well, switch gears just a little bit for the fan side of you. What's a show that you've seen that you really enjoyed? And then on the you know, the second part to the question, who's a great band that you listen to that you think other people, that you want to share out there that I should go check out?
3: Ooh, let me think. That is a good question. You know, when my brother was here writing songs with me uh, last month, we went and saw the Boston band, The Vigilantes. Okay. And, and that's a band that we grew up listening to. We discovered them on a family vacation, and we wandered into Generation Records, and it was playing over the uh, the loudspeaker. And we, uh, my brother, picked up the CD, and just instantly they became like like a classic band to us. Awesome. And I saw them play their first show in ten years, like ten years ago, and this was their like second show in like since I think two thousand. Wow. And it was my brother's first time seeing them, and that was just like it was. It was great so i mean that was one of the last shows i attended but definitely that one sticks out above you know most of the other ones that's cool you know living up in boston a lot of the bands you know like influence wise and bands i love are boston bands so being the fact that i've lived here like 13 years i've gotten to see um the pickerton thugs when they did a reunion oh, i've gotten cool. to see the trouble so the, i mean those are all just like You know, if you put if you put the trouble record, nobody laughs anymore. On and like we are the blood starts. Like I just I want to put my head through a fucking wall.
1: (laughs) I've noticed that, especially with Boston. You know, you hear about certain cities get uh, a lot of you know mention as far as great bands or great scene and so forth. And uh, I think Boston is maybe one that I don't get to hear as often you know, when people aren't bringing it up, but it really does have so many great bands, uh, a lot of bands that I love uh, coming out of Boston or that area up there in Massachusetts.
3: And to me, one of the, the most interesting aspects of it is, you know, Take the Trouble, Pickard and Thugs, The Unseen, uh, 30 Seconds Over Tokyo, Vigilantes. Like, they are all like, basically just little kids. Like, they were probably age range from, like, 16 to 20. And, they're, like, outputting these records that, like, are, like, desert island records to me you know what i mean like and thugs end of an era like i said the trouble you know the trouble nobody laughs anymore like those are just classic records that get constant rotation uh, in my life
1: i appreciate you sharing that you know sometimes you know we get asked the questions about being in the band and the experience there but uh i think anybody in a band is they're they're a fan of music too so it's uh, neat to, to get your perspective as a fan you know, who do you like? You know, what do you listen to? What do you what do you like to go see? So that's cool that you're able to go see that show. And, uh, you know, thanks for sharing the bands. I'm definitely looking forward to going and checking some out. Obviously, some of those uh, I'm familiar with as well, but others that I'm not.
3: Yeah. And um, it's interesting that like, we're having this conversation because with the fallout from the Chronicle, uh, when we recorded the Chronicle, we probably recorded like probably like 17 or 18 songs. And I think like 11 11- 11 or 12 made the record. So right. we recorded, uh, me and my brother are originally from the Philadelphia area, more okay. specifically Westchester. And, you know, that music scene was super important in the band's, like, early DNA. And, in our, I mean, up until our current DNA, when we're, you know, just listening to music and working on songs. So we recorded three songs from the band The Boils. Awesome. And we recorded um, a cover from Violent Society. And those will all go on to this fall from the Chronicle release.
1: That's cool. I've had Pat on the show. Uh, Chris and I met him back at at Punk Rock Bowling this year and then had him on shortly thereafter. Talked a little bit about Violent Society. Going to be playing uh, some Punk Worldwide episode coming up. It's going to have some Philadelphia bands and that that on there uh, cranked up. And then uh, we talked about Battalion Zoska with Pat as well, so that's really cool.
2: Yeah, uh,
3: Battalion. You know, it's funny because that was the band I was going to shout out as like a newer band to check out. Like their 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 new record they put out is just uh, it's just great.
1: It is really good. Pat's such a cool guy. Lives such a great punk rock life. Uh, you know, great interview so much to say i'm sure he's got hours that we could do interviews with him <laughs> yeah no
3: i'm looking forward to checking out that episode um i i know he was really stoked i sent him a like a rough mix of the cover that we did um years ago now and he uh he he just loved it he was like you know that he said that like this is better than the violent society original version which i don't agree with but it was flattering to at least hear that sentiment
1: that's cool that's that's good, uh, good feedback, and uh, looking forward to that. You, did you say the Fallout from the Chronicle is coming out? Would you say October or is November?
3: I, I think it'll be November. I think it'll be right after uh, we do the fest. Cool. Um,
1: in in Gainesville, so probably come out probably a week or two after that. That's good. And you did some Boil's tracks. So you guys, Flyers fans, I know those guys are Flyers fans.
3: Oh yeah, you know, like you know, I, I don't want any of my Boston friends to uh, you know, <laughs> to, to hang me after the episode, but uh, right. I, I definitely dig the uh, the Flyers and the Philly teams. I actually went to my first Bruins game this year, so that was that was pretty wild. I've lived up here for a while, I hadn't made it out to a game yet, so I'm hoping I can hoping I can catch more. You know, like there's that romance between. Punk rock and hockey, right? And I, I sort of understand it just a little bit more after going to after going to see a game.
1: After going to seeing the black and gold, yep. Chris, if he were here, he'd be talking about his New York Rangers because he's a Rangers fan. So I figure I'd mention that for him. Uh, a lot of East Coast rivalry there between Flyers and Bruins and Rangers and
3: yeah, you know, being up here for the Super Bowl two years ago when it was uh, Patriots versus the Eagles, that was an interesting game because, of course, I mean. Like, you're not going to be in New England and rooting for the Eagles. Right. But I got the picture of Rocky in Rocky Four and he's all bloody holding the American flag. And as soon as the Eagles won, I just like, blasted it out to all my uh, hardcore Patriots <laughs>
1: friends. Nice. <laughs> oh, they know awesome. I'm not a
3: huge sports guy, so it's just fun like talking shit to them. About- sure.
1: So as we wrap this up, there's a lot of places that we can find the band, right? It's on Facebook, it's at Protagonist. Instagram at FL Twitter's at protagonist FL. Do you foresee that changing? But I guess you still have two guys, so is that a majority there? The majority's in Florida, so stay with the FL?
3: You know, we we landed Facebook.com
1: Protagonist,
3: but all the other ones were taken out, so we just had to throw the FL at okay. the end of it. So uh, maybe one day we'll be able to get the, uh, the, the full domains. But uh, until then, a lot of those other websites that we're on, I mean, we're probably most active on Instagram, so okay. I would say – if Go you're there. interested in kind of seeing what we're up to, check out our Instagram, our Facebook, and then we're on you know, Spotify and Apple Music, Bandcamp, all that shit.
1: So. Yeah, protagonist.bandcamp.com. You guys have a, a web page? I haven't gone to it yet. I tried to look at it at work and uh, it didn't pull up for me. It's newly <laughs> added domain, so it gave me the. I, I'm not going to let it happen, so I haven't had a chance to check it out. But do you have something there, or is that just kind of a placeholder for what you guys have to come?
3: Yeah, it's a placeholder right now. It directs to our Facebook page, but we have a, a website in progress right now, so, that, so that'll probably be out with all this, all this Chronicle and follow up from the
1: Chronicle stuff. So people just need to look for even on YouTube. Look for you guys at Protagonists, and if you don't pull it up right away, add an FL to the end, and you'll find them.
3: Yep, we'll, we'll look for us on there.
1: Yes, sure. uh, and you guys, you're active again. You're right. Twenty years, not as active, maybe the last couple years as far as releases go, but a couple singles. Looking forward to the the fallout from the Chronicle. Couple the the covers are going to be great. Uh, the Boyles, Violent Society. I'm looking forward to what you guys have done, especially with the feedback you got from Pat.
3: Yeah, and the uh, we actually just got that feedback from Greg from the Boyles, too. That uh, we we knocked it out of the park with these Sweet. ones. We we covered um, it's a, a kind of interesting side story, but uh, my favorite. Punk rock seven inch is the Boyle's Violent Society split that they put out in '96. Cool. And we recorded the three songs from the Boyle side of that seven inch, and those are my—that's you know my favorite Boyle songs, my favorite songs. So like, it just—it was definitely kind of weird recording them because I'm just so used to listening to them do it, but we just kind of did our own thing, and it came out pretty cool. So I'm kind of excited for people to either discover those songs for the first time or you know hear our like reimagining or our cover of it so you know, I'm, I'm pumped for it for sure that's awesome just stay tuned for the singles that we're releasing we have one more original unreleased that comes out after generation lost next week okay um, so the next one will come out in october and if someone's listening to us for the first time they are you know, going to be sponging in a lot of information and hopefully uh, checking out some of our, our releases and stuff. So,
1: Well, absolutely. We're going to be playing uh, some tracks on the episode from the Chronicle killing fields. Uh, Go check out generation lost. Uh, When you're hearing it, it's going to be coming out September 20th. And so then in October, look for the other new single and in uh, November, we can check out the covers as well. So a lot of new stuff coming from protagonist. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely pete until the next time thank you for joining for now let's play some more music
3: It's the last day of fall and winter is here And I must now face this
1: You, Pete for joining me on the show. Thank you for the interview. I had a great time. Looking forward to what the uh, protagonist has coming out. Fallout from the Chronicle. You'll hear that single. Uh, the other single, I think they released earlier this year. Plus, uh, the one I want to get to is Generation Lost. We, we briefly talked about that. It's coming out Friday. Uh, again, the part of the, the Chronicle sessions. And uh, the track will be available September 20th to the checkout. It's on streaming services and for purchase through the Bandcamp page. kind of got all that. But what I want to get to, this is off of punk news. Like we mentioned that as well. The proceeds from the merch sales in October and November will be donated to Al Otro Lado. Al Otro Lado's border rights project hosts know your rights training and legal orientation workshops and migrant shelters in Tijuana, Mexico, and provides direct legal representation to Detained Asylum Seekers in Southern California. The program also documents human rights violations. Check them out if you want more details, go check out the article on the Punk News page. Uh, Check out the video, Generation Lost. It's not not as much a video as it is it's uh, the song. So go check out that. Uh, Looking forward to more from those guys. And if they get out and play some shows, just go check them out. Uh, I hope to see them out here in Salt Lake someday thanks again pete looking forward to more from protagonist again that was the killing fields single and it was released july 26th of this year generation lost next up this friday let's wrap the show up eric we've got a couple
0: metal tracks yes we do we got a first metal song is from a band that i mentioned on the show uh, previously a few episodes ago when i was talking about the band throws whom i saw just uh just a couple months ago Uh, Touring with the band Arm for Apocalypse. And Arm for Apocalypse is who we're going to play now. We're going to play the song Built to Kill from the album The Road Will End from 2013. And if you're a fan of sludge metal, you're a fan of that that grimy slower stuff with a bit of a metalcore twist, this band is definitely one you should check out. They grabbed me by my cojones and they haven't let go since. (laughs) They are just brutal. And they put on an amazing live show. They're just so into it they're just so energetic and they're just wild i love them
1: <laughs> that's awesome this built to kill came out july 2013 they're from chico california so i'm sure they're doing shows out in cali and uh probably be out here again in utah not far
0: oh yeah well hopefully they come back soon they're doing a a bit of a west coast uh southern tour right now cool so they'll be hopefully they'll be back around in the next year uh, year or two all right arm for apocalypse
1: That's Arm for Apocalypse.
0: Such a heavy band, right? That's
1: Uh, awesome.
0: Since that album, they released uh, one EP. I think it was like uh, last year or two years ago. Okay. But uh, it too, also very heavy. Same drudgy, uh, monolithic riffs and pummeling drums. (laughs) And I talked with these guys quite a bit, and they're like, uh, at least one of them, their drummer, I can't remember his name, but he's way into punk music. And we talked on Instagram, just kind of like, oh, "What are your top five of these bands? And what are these bands? Oh, top five pop punk bands?" <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, "He knows the stuff." I'm like, "All right, you're still a powerful ass drummer, and you fucking, <laughs> you fucking know all these little." Uh, Uh, These little bands that sound nothing like uh, the band you're playing in. (laughs) That's awesome. It's good to be diverse. Good to
1: have uh, other interests, I suppose.
0: He's also got a Weezer tattoo, (laughs) which is also pretty fun.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's wrap the show up. Uh, Last track I picked, Taproot. I kind of think they might be a little more hard rock than metal, but this is from their first album. More of a metal sound than maybe some of the other stuff, uh, especially the newer stuff. The track's called Smile. The album was called gift Came out June 16th of 2000 the band started Ann Arbor, Michigan 1997 I saw these guys when they were brand new there in the 90s came on tour with Deftones tones or Somebody I forget way back when I was salt there uh, I was definitely a fan of these guys around that time and through the early 2000s. I think they're still out doing stuff Until then this is taproot with smile winds down that's smile that's
0: taproot you a fan of taproot uh, i heard the name but i never gave them a listen until today so what do you yeah. think this up the first album their, their sound goes
1: kind of like if you're familiar with the evolution of seven dust and a lot of those other bands that kind of more metal when they first started but they kind of graduate yeah. into maybe that hard rock
0: sound yeah that's probably why they uh, didn't really hit my radar because when I was listening to new metal, it was around that time when a lot of those bands were going into uh, softer radio sound. But right, but yeah, Taproot never quite came up on there, and yeah, it's it, it's good for the time being. Honestly, I don't look at them with the nostalgia goggles, so I probably don't like them as much as you. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I like the elements of like the industrial stuff that I was hearing in there, and the, kind of bringing that into a, into a popper realm right yeah and towards the end there, like i really like the slamming riffs that were getting it just felt like they were just waves crashing down it was just swelling up here and there i enjoyed that part of it that's awesome and
1: you're right there's probably some nostalgia goggles on uh thinking back to when i used to listen to them <laughs> a lot go to the scene sh- uh, him live and that kind of stuff
0: we all got our we all got our nostalgia bills <laughs>
1: All right, well that's gonna wrap up the show. Thank you for listening. Uh, you can find all these bands on Instagram at Good SC for Santa Cruz, at Hella Rebellion, at Cross Me HC, at Sick Underscore Bags, at Criminal Kids, at Spaghetti Town Records. Go check out Spaghetti Town Records. They have another compilation coming out. At official seven seconds. At protagonist fl. At armed for apocalypse. At follow taproot. The show is at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we
0: find you? Uh, on Instagram, you can find me at scary uncle underscore Eric. Uh, you can find my bands also on Instagram at suburban Hellkill and at anonymous band underscore official. On Facebook, you can find me at Eric U Norris and my bands at anonymous SLC and at Suburban Hellkill, all one word. You can find my writings up on slugmagazine.com and in the magazine itself from time to time when they decide to actually print stories. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't and, know if we've ever said I want to yeah. put
1: that out there. Slug Magazine that's a Utah magazine, Salt Lake City even, and so Slug Salt Lake Underground, right? Yeah. So in case people don't know what that is, so you can look that up or have it maybe a little reference. We probably said yes. it, but just
0: in case. I'm going to put that yeah, out. There. That is what that is what it is and also you can find some of my writings at sagansyouth.com and that about that's about it for me awesome well uh speaking of metal bands because that's we were just
1: doing uh your band more of a hardcore sound but still
0: you're in this genre maybe sometime soon we'll be hearing something right yeah hopefully if we get uh if we get our recording situation figured out we will have a new single. Within the next month, hopefully around Halloween time, the most wonderful time of the year.
1: Well, we're about to wrap this up, so Eric can get out and hopefully go do that. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> On Facebook, you can find him at Good Riddance, at Hello Rebellion, at Cross Me HC, at Get Your Sick Out, at Criminal Kids, at Spaghetti Town, at Harrington Saints SF, at Official Seven Seconds, at Protagonist, at Armed for Apocalypse, at Taproot Music, at SLC Punkcast. You found us, but you could also find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Player FM, slcpunkcast.com, probably some other places. Thank you for all the feedback we get. Thank you for reaching out. Uh, I was just reading about somebody uh, recommended us a band. It's a cool band. I'm going to port it on to Eric. We have some some aptly themed bands coming up for October. I'm sure you can guess the style or <laughs> genre of band that this one was. We'll get there. Eric, any final
0: thoughts? Um, just the usual—just like, comment, subscribe, share with all your friends. Whether it's uh, sharing on Facebook, sharing on Instagram, or uh, word of mouth—that's and that's also probably the best way. Uh, just get, just get the name out there. If you got a band you want us to listen to, you know where to find us.
1: Absolutely, people have been reaching out, so uh, do the same. You can find us at uh, any of those places we mentioned. A whole bunch. Go to slcpunkcast.com.
0: Indeed. (laughs) Play the fucking outro.